1: hi everybody welcome to bestseller tv i'm taryn winterbrill we're here with dawn s kirk she is the author of heartbeat leadership empower yourself engage your team impact your organization dawn it's great to have you with us thank you i'm great
0: to it's great to be here
1: so congratulations off the bat this is your first solo book uh so that's that's uh pretty exciting tell us tell us why this topic and you know why i'm always curious You know, as a first time author, what's the impetus and, you know, the motivation to write about, you know, this subject matter?
0: Right. Well, I've been a, uh, I'll call it a leadership junkie my entire life. So it started out very early when I first left college and went to corporate America and realized that, you know, this corporate America game was a completely different game than i expected. And so I went on this learning quest to understand what it meant to really be a leader and to learn as much as possible about being a great leader. So I started reading tons of books, John Maxwell, Brian Tracy, Anthony Robbins, Jim Rohn, um, and studied a tremendous amount. It just became a huge passion of mine to be the best version of myself I could possibly be. And then throughout my 26 year corporate career, um, led large teams and was always focused on helping others become their best versions of themselves as leaders. And then the impetus for the book really came from colleagues and friends continuing to ask me like, when are you going to write a book? Why won't you write a book? And initially I didn't want to, um, but then realized that if I really wanted to get the message out there, I could not talk enough to people one-on-one to get the message out there. So what's the best place to get a message out is to put it in a book.
1: I just want to go back to something you said a moment ago, when you got into corporate America, you said it was nothing like you had expected. Tell us more about that. Why so?
0: Yeah, so I, I, you know, you can imagine when you first come out of school, you're very excited, you're very eager to get started. You've got this pie in the sky that you want to achieve. And some of my first experiences weren't as positive as I expected them to be. So I'll give you an example. I started out with an organization in their management training program. And I remember going to some of my first meetings and walking in being excited, only to not be met with kind of any welcoming hands. Um, sitting at the table ready to contribute and give my ideas only to feel like I wasn't speaking at all. And then to have colleagues make similar comments. And it's like, oh, that's a great idea. And I, I remember sitting there going like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, so initially I was a little bit discouraged, you know, a little disenfranchised and disengaged. But I suddenly realized that a, the goals that I had set for myself were greater than the obstacles that I was going to face. So I said, I have two choices. I can react negatively or I can respond and still you know, you know, purge forward to, uh, against my career goals. And that's what I decided to do. And that's why I went on this quest for learning on how to be an effective leader. I wanted to make sure no one else ever felt like I did when they came into a room because I believe that every single person has something to offer and has a value that can be added to any organization if it's welcome and if you engage people accordingly.
1: It's really, I mean, everything you said, it's its very powerful. So after that experience, how did you learn how to deal with that? You know, what did you learn along, you know, along the way? How did you pivot and, and what changed? So that did yeah.
0: So honestly, what really changed was just my mindset. You know, there's a saying that says, it's not so much what happens to you. It's how you choose to respond to it. So I just chose a different response. And I just really focused on how do I become my best self? I can't control anybody else. I can only control myself, and when I get my teams, I'm going to treat them the way that I want to be treated and set it, you know, set the example and lead by example. So that became my focus more than some of the challenges I was facing um, from others. And when the opportunity presented itself, then, you know, I tried to teach and coach and give feedback um, about the situations and how I felt in some of those situations when they occurred. And what I realized and learned through the process is that, you know, I don't believe anybody sets out to deliberately make someone feel uncomfortable or not included. It's just a lack of, of self-awareness sometimes. So when you take the courage to say something and make somebody aware of a situation, nine times out of 10, I found that the situation corrected itself.
1: Okay. So is that is that how you would put the book into words? Is, is this book for leaders on how to be a better leader? Or is it about someone like you who is sitting in the meeting and- and not feeling hurt
0: It's a combination. It really is. And that's why I have the subtitle. Empower Yourself is really about maybe you find yourself in a situation where you're like, wow, I don't know if I feel valued here or included, that I don't want anybody to feel like a victim, that you still have a choice to make in terms of how you show up. So I talk about how to kind of work through that anyway. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a leader that has, a, you know, responsibility for large teams, it's for you as well to understand how to fully tap into and engage that team that you're responsible for so that no one is as is, uh, potential is going untapped.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious when you got to the later stages of your career where you were this leader and you didn't want to treat people the way you were treated, did, did the people underneath you, did they appreciate that? Did they realize that, you know, they
0: were getting an experience that you didn't? Absolutely, and you know what? If, I don't know if people realize it like immediately. I get the most feedback like after I left the role and they have a different leader. Um, and people would say, you know what? You were the best you know, boss I ever had. You know, you really cared about people. You really wanted to see me be my best. You always took the time to to help me get where I wanted to go. So I think people honestly did, did appreciate it. And the other comment I got a lot was that people felt like they can bring their whole self to work. So I encourage people to talk about their personal life and I encourage people not to miss those important things, particularly if you had kids, if there was something special going on at school, by gosh, don't miss it, it only happens once. And I trust you to get your job done. So go take that half an hour out and go sit through your child's program or what have you. And I was doing the same thing for mine. I always told my team, if my family calls, I'm gonna step out and take the phone call. If there's something going on at my kid's school, I will not miss it. And um, so I led that by example.
1: Yeah, well, certainly the Glad you wrote this book because the world needs more leaders like you who respect uh, you know, the team. Um, something that struck me as I, as I read the book, you say that sadly most organizations have a heart problem yes uh, so tell us more you know what what do you mean by that I, I think we can kind of guess but, but yes. yeah. so
0: um, it's 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 a situation where you know the the focus on results is so strong and don't get me wrong we're all in business to drive results and to hit bottom line right. but when it comes at the expense of people um, that's when it becomes a heart problem because you know at the end of the day, The heart of the business are are the people that work for you. I truly believe that people are your competitive advantage. You know, most organizations can duplicate your technology. They can duplicate your processes and systems. But if you've done a really good job with engaging your team, that's pretty hard to replicate. um, And it should be hard to, to recruit away your team if you're treating them well. And so I really want organizations to, to have a, a good balance between understanding that people help you drive sustainable, repeatable performance and not the other way around. And so that's what I mean by a heart problem, that it's always about the numbers and people second, if at all, sometimes. C suite radio.
1: Right. So you're right. You say the heartbeat is of a company is the people. Is the people. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you say to, you know, someone just to play devil's advocate who says, you know, the money, you have money, you have a business, right? I mean, you could have great people and not making money and then, you know, the heart stops, right?
0: <laughs> that is true. And that's why I say you got to have both. You know, so what you'll see in there, there's a chapter that talks about people and And so many times when I'm talking to leaders, I think leaders ultimately want to do the right thing. Again, I don't think anybody gets up and says, I want to make my team miserable. But I do feel that people feel like they have to make a choice between, you know, if, if it's about getting more numbers, I've got to be focused on that. And if I focus there, then I'm not likely to spend the right amount of time developing my team, giving my team feedback. And then I would argue for those that say that's all they want to do, that if that's all you do, that you might sacrifice some results. What I talk about in the book in terms of my six pulses is a way to integrate and do both. So you can't do ors, you have to do both. And when you do both, even for the companies that are saying, hey, I'm getting great results and I'm not doing all of this people stuff that you're talking about, I would submit to you that you would be doing even better if you were to implement some of the people uh, elements of this. Cause they'll go the extra mile when they feel engaged and they feel in they feel valued and they're there to get from the organization what they came to get and they're progressing their careers as well mm-hmm. the sky's the limit at that point
1: yeah but what about the juggernaut companies you know like apple amazon google facebook that you know you feel like they <laughs> do you think they're really concerned
0: at this point about the people as much as the you know the the bottom line? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, I haven't interacted with them to be yeah. able to say 100% no, they're not caring about people, you know, but is there always an opportunity, I think, to to think more with a people lens first versus a bottom line? I think so. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're bad companies. It's just maybe an opportunity to, you know, maximize and, and, and transform the results even to the next level if they really engage every individual's talents that they have on the team, I'm sure some are going untapped just by default.
1: And you said there's a quote I like, you say any complex problem can be solved um, through people. Yes. So I was curious, like any real life examples you can share with us, you know, something that you experience?
0: that. Yeah, so I think many times, particularly when we're at the higher levels in the organization, sometimes I think we try to solve problems all by ourselves, sitting Mm -hmm. in the ivory tower, you know, you might be looking at a PL and say, oh my gosh, you know, we're not hitting our numbers, costs are going through the roof, revenue's not where we want to. We start making these decisions in a vacuum. Sometimes it's, hey, we need to cut people, we need to cut out all this extra, maybe training and development and, you know, things like that. And, and the example I would give is before you start cutting things, is this an opportunity to engage the team closest to the problem and find out what they have to say about it? Because I found that. Nine times out of 10, the people closest to the problem have a whole lot of solutions. They they even know how to fix it, but because they have not been asked, they don't offer it. So they just keep doing what they've always been doing. And or maybe they've given the idea in the past and it was ignored. So they just say, you know what? I'm just gonna do the bare minimums and we're just gonna keep going through the motions and maybe one day, you know, somebody will fix this, but they won't take the ownership to try to help you. And so that's what I mean by. How, how can you engage the teams closest to the, to the problems to help you find the best solutions?
1: Right. And I'm curious, how did you come up with the, just this, this whole heart metaphor, you know, you have six pulses of heart leadership, and then you use, you have a, uh, some P alliteration, you have priorities, preparation, people, processes, performance, and promotion. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try
0: that. So yeah. I, I've kept saying this phrase, actually, I had a coach as well. So, you know, I coach other people, but I oh. had my own coach and Cool. He was pushing me about this book, right? And I was like, ah, I, don't, I just don't think it's that complicated that it's worth putting in the book. And he's like, well, I can show you a lot of best-selling authors that have simple concepts at the end of the day. If it was that simple, everybody would be doing it. And we were just talking and he was writing on the, you know, the whiteboard. And I kept saying, you know, people are at the heart of the business. Like they're the heartbeat of the business. And he kept saying, I think you can play on that heartbeat analogy, And so that stuck with me from that session about, you know, how can I use, you know, the analogy of how the heart, how important the heart is to the body as people are to the business or to the organization that you're running. Um, And it really started to crystallize for me that, you know, this is a great metaphor that I think people could identify with. And um, we all want to take good care of our hearts, right? Um, it's essential to to life at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: But why the? I was just curious why the letter P alliteration was there. Was there another letter
0: you were considering, or was it you just? Know, what well, I think is you know I try to do things that help people remember things, and so I started with pulses. So I tried to think about terms that were what's the word I want to use acronyms or synonyms to heart. Like what are all the complimentary terms to heart? So we came up with pulses, and you know that term kept coming. And I had a bunch of different words and I wanted them all to start with the same letter. So I played with it for a long time and I thought pulses start with a P. Can I put this framework in the same uh you know, vein using the, the the first letter as a P? And it, it worked. Um, yeah, it's cute. So, you yeah. know, I
1: heard you say your coach pushed you, you know, there was yeah. another, another P, <laughs> which may maybe yeah. <laughs> an extra, an extra chapter. Exactly. Um, I'm curious. Um So who is this book best suited for? Is this someone looking to become a leader? Is this someone in a leadership position who's trying to be a better leader? You know, who do you think is the ideal target, you know, target
0: market? Ideally, ideally, it's a person in a leadership role already, whether it's their first time being in a leadership role, or frankly, it can go to the CEO of an organization. And actually, I really want the higher level executives to pick up this book, because I think sometimes when you reach the higher levels of leadership, sometimes you think you've arrived, there's nothing else I need to do to better my leadership style. And I, you know, having worked at many different levels in the organization across many different functions and to, you know, fortune 100 companies, I see a lot of opportunity. And today I coach in fortune 50 companies and, and sometimes my mind is still blown away by some of the stories that I hear. And at the heart of them, no pun intended, it's a leadership issue. And so I just think we have an opportunity to continue to learn and to become more self-aware about how we come across to others. And I think sometimes we have blind spots and um, I like our higher level leaders to take a look and say, is there an opportunity for me to lead even at a higher level than I believe I'm already? Um, right.
1: So you mentioned coaching. So you, you've since left the corporate world?
0: I did. I left the corporate uh, world. It'll be three years in February. and I started my own coaching and consulting and leadership development um, firm, you know, strictly out of the fact that my entire career, I've done this work and I wanted to do it at the next level and be totally focused on on coaching and leading and developing teams and organizations. So, yes, it's been almost three years of absolutely loving it. And, um, you know, the book, I really hope opens up some additional opportunities, you know, from a speaking and inspiration and motivational perspective, as well as just helping larger teams learn to work together to optimize results and optimize um, leadership development.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's it's a it, it's an easy read just because it's relatable. You know, we all know how. You know, we we all have a heart, and um, you make it very user friendly. And especially for your first book, um, it's really wonderful. And by the way, I meant to say, I love the background. Th- those are some beating hearts.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did a, I did a launch um, event a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I had a person that I worked with, and she had all these great ideas. So I yeah. thought I'd bring them to help spruce up the background today. It
1: does. It does. Well, again, the book is great, uh, and uh, you're onto something. Um, and we can't wait for uh, the next book and the next organ. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked me, like, oh, and I, and just real quickly, I have already submitted my second outline for my second book. And I'm contemplating, you know, building on the Heartbeat Leadership brand and just having a new subtitle and kind of continuing the thing. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, keep us posted. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks again and congratulations. Thank you. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website It's c c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV.
0: Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.